0: Today on Ag News Daily. Every input that goes into that pork
1: has to be organic. In other words, the grains and stuff that you put into those things have to be raised organic. Good
0: afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is a, what do you feel like, Delaney? Like, Thursday?
2: Yeah, it's a Thursday. You're right. I had to think about that for a second.
0: It's a Thursday. It is a beautiful day in central Iowa today. The sun is out. The breeze is blowing. The temperature is not horrible. And uh, the humidity is low. So it is a, it's a good day for a lot of different things.
2: Yes, that it is. It's a good day to talk about some agricultural news, Mike.
0: Well, I tell you what, I've got some agricultural news right here. Well, I've got some news that relates to agriculture. Okay. Um, it's coming out of the Federal Reserve. So Chair Jerome Powell, came to the meeting of central bankers that they do every year in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and um, he is trying to basically thread the needle. How do we take stock of the fact that we are in a global trade war, that we do have a lot of concerns about the economy, that we do have a president that wants him to cut interest rates, and yet at the same time, We continue to see inflation very low. We see unemployment very low. We see all of these other signs of the economy are looking very healthy. So he will be addressing a little bit later today this crowd in a keynote speech, and we're expecting him, or they, the reporters, the trade, is expecting him to just kind of be ho-hump. We're probably not going to get a whole lot of insight on will we get more rate decreases yet this year, but uh, hopefully we'll shed a little bit of insight into how they are thinking and how they might be approaching future rate cuts from the perspective of the Federal Reserve, Delaney. So it's just okay. one of those things that we got to keep an eye on because it definitely impacts our business.
2: That it does. Another thing impacting our business is what's going on in Washington, D.C., in reference to the... Biodiesel and RFS biofuels credits, the small refinery waivers that we saw President Trump approve last week, it sounds like he's going to be meeting with Ag Secretary Cindy Perdue as well as EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler later today to discuss the policy after his latest decision to grant those 31 waivers. And it sounds like he's going to be presented several options at the meetings, including proposing to reverse some of those waivers that he has granted. He could also choose to reallocate those volumes waived to other refineries. So it sounds like he has some options. Will he go through with them? We don't know, but it's definitely ticked a lot of uh, a lot of Corn Belt folks off the Iowa Soybean Association and the National Corn Growers Association, as well as National Soybean Association, a lot of folks have made comments to him and said this was not okay with their uh, farm constituents.
0: Right, right. I mean, the American farmer has been pooped on since this administration yes. started with regard to the trade war, with regard to the RFS. This was kind of the final blow, and here it came directly from President Trump. I think really torqued a lot of people, and it sounds like the pushback is working. The fact that this meeting is even taking place at all is a sign that, you know, it pays to have a membership in some of these organizations that can raise these issues.
2: Absolutely, and another thing, of course, that we've seen a lot of um, upset producers about has been our lost trade with China, but we've seen the MFP payments too, being applied, and it sounds like those checks have been starting to either get mailed out or direct deposited into farmers' accounts.
0: Nice. Always good to get some money. Yes. Yes. Huh. I wonder if I should sign up for some money. No, I didn't plant anything this year. No, shoot. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but I, I am going to say, you mentioned the trade war with China. We did see Delaney Howell for the first time in quite some time, a small soybean purchase come out of China and uh, from the U.S. So China has stepped in. It does appear that, you know, we don't know what their thinking was here. Maybe it was one of those companies that was exempted from the Chinese tariffs, uh, stepped in and bought up a very small volume. But it is news because it wasn't all that long ago that China banned the importation of U.S. farm products. So, There we go. We're selling beans to China, albeit it was only uh, just shy of 10,000 tons.
2: Well, it sounds like that's good news, especially because we saw China issue a statement today. It was a Chinese Commerce Ministry spokesperson. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name, or maybe it's her name. I'm not really sure. Um, but, But just reiterating that if tariffs go into effect on the U.S. side starting September 1st, China will retaliate and follow, and he, he or she was basically just issuing a stern warning that China will also retaliate and put threats into place.
0: Yep, yep, which we've seen them do in the past, and we can fully anticipate they will do it again. These trade wars are not just one-sided.
2: No, they're not.
0: Well, another country that has been shut out of China, mainly over the Huawei incident, is Canada. China had quit purchasing a lot of Canadian canola, but the Canadian canola growers are finding new markets. Due to the extreme heat that has been uh, taking place across much of Europe, the, uh, the Canadians are now selling decent amounts of canola over to Europe, which has not traditionally been a good market for them. So they're opening up new avenues for trade, which I thought was interesting.
2: That is interesting
0: We've got uh, Even in dark times There are shoots of life Life, as Jeff Goldblum said Finds a way
2: I don't know who that is
0: Jeff Goldblum? Yeah The actor from Jurassic Park?
2: Mm, You know, I'm not really good at like Actor and actress names Or people who sing (laughs) songs I know, I really am
0: You really are Uh, But I tell you what, that does it for me on news. Do you have any other news for us to talk about today?
2: I do have. I I Actually, this is really interesting and kind of strange. I don't know if you've seen this yet today, Mike, but there's uh, a safety concern going on on the Pro Farmer Midwest Crop Tour. Did you see this?
0: Well, I saw that USDA pulled all of their employees from the tour.
2: Yes, because apparently one of their employees, Lance uh what's Ponic. lance's last name say that again Ponic. Ponic. yes he was on the tour and apparently got a phone call from someone it doesn't say who doesn't disclose that information but apparently a phone call a threatening phone call from somebody unrelated to the pro farmer tour and usda decided to pull them out of the field
0: Yeah, which is a shame. Right. Lance is a good guy. Lance works with uh, NASA, I believe, the National Mm -hmm. Agricultural Statistics and whatever. Um, And he is very prominent on Twitter. He, He answers questions. He is one of the most responsive government folks that I have ever had the privilege of working with. So it was really, really sad to hear that he got this kind of threat.
2: Yeah, it was just kind of strange almost. like I don't know if it was like a farmer that was upset with what USDA has been doing or what. It doesn't say, but...
0: Right. It's just rhetoric is getting hotter and hotter and hotter and it's only going to get worse as the 2020 election cycle mm-hmm. ramps up, I'm sure.
2: Absolutely.
0: Well, oh gosh, on on that note, Delaney, what do you say? Should we jump in and talk markets?
2: <laughs> yeah, let's do that.
0: All right, folks And our Our markets today were mixed in the grains. If we take a look at the corn market right off the bat, September contract was up 3 quarters of a cent at 363 and a quarter. December also up 3 quarters, closed the day at 371 even. A little more weakness in soybeans today. The September was down four and a half cents at 8.56 even, and the November new crop was down four and a quarter, closing the day at 8.68 and three quarters. In Chicago wheat, the September was up four and three quarters, finished the day at 4.67 and a quarter. December up three and three quarters, wrapped the day at 471 and three quarters. Jumping over to the world of livestock, we've got green on the screen in the cattle complex today. October, the most active traded cattle contract was up 87 and a half cents at 101.10. With the December up 80 cents, finishing the day at 106.10, and big bids in feeder cattle. The September climbed a $1, dollar 12.50 to finish at 136.42.50. The October was up 92.5 cents, finishing at 135.47.50. And weakness, unfortunately, in the lean hog market. The October contract dropped a dollar to 62.30 and the December was down a $1, dollar 12.50 to finish at 61.55. Of course we can't forget about our friends in the dairy industry looking over at class 3 milk weakness today front month August was down 4 cents finished at 17.57. The big losses were in September. That class 3 milk contract dropped 32 cents on the day wrapping up at 17.23. Without further ado, Delaney, what do you say? Should we kick it over to our interview for this Thursday?
2: Let's do it, Mike. Well, we are having a discussion today with Ron Martison, who is a Nyman Ranch farmer over in southwest Iowa in a little town called Elliott, Iowa, for our Iowan listeners. Ron, thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks for the
2: opportunity to be on here. So, Ron, you have been a Nyman Ranch farmer for quite a few years. And I'm very familiar with it. My family raised Nyman Ranch hogs, but we may have some listeners tuning in that have never heard of Nyman Ranch. So can you fill our listeners in about Nyman Ranch, what they are and what space they fill within the hog industry?
1: Sure, I'd be glad to. Nyman Ranch, basically, in the simplest terms, is an edge pork market. By that, they, they uh, raise pigs and sell into a specialty market. The way Nyman Ranch raises the pigs. Uh, They follow a strict protocol or guidelines. They're raised uh, outdoors or in deeply bedded pens, which goes a little bit against the system the way most pigs are raised today. They are never fed any animal byproducts or any antibiotics of any kind. And Nyman Ranch is all about letting the pigs be a pig. And in exchange for raising the pigs this way, uh, Nyman Ranch pays the farmers that, that grow pigs for them a premium to help compensate the added costs and expense. When I first became a Nyman Ranch farmer in 2002, there were about 180 of us, and now we are over 740 folks that are raising meat for the Nyman Ranch system.
2: Wow, that is a huge increase, Ron, and, and I want to get to that in just a little bit, but explain to me, too, going a little bit further, the differences between organic farming or maybe organic hog production, Um and compare that then to Nyman Ranch. What are the stipulations there?
1: Okay, basically the the organic system, and, and I'm no expert on this. I'll just tell you what I know from the all-natural side, which is what Nyman is. Within the organic system, if you are to sell pork, organic pork, every input that goes into that pork has to be organic. In other words, the grains or the feedstuffs that you put into those pigs have to be raised organic, and then the pigs themselves have to be raised in an organic environment. They actually have to be carefully shipped to the slaughterhouse under organic standards and organic systems. The Nyman system is what we call an all-natural system. They do not have to be fed organic grains. They can be fed uh, traditional corn and soybean meal diets, but they cannot have any type of animal byproducts in their feed, and they cannot have any type of, of growth promotants in there or any antibiotics.
2: And and like you mentioned there, you guys have seen a huge uptick, uptick in this production, obviously, going from 180 growers to now, what, 700-plus, you mentioned there. Obviously, the demand yeah, for this type of product is out there. Tell us a little bit about that growth that you've seen here over the past 20, almost 20 years that you've worked with Nyman.
1: Well, when you when you stop and think about how it started, we go back to the very roots, the beginning of the Nyman Ranch Port Company. And it was started by Yellen by the name of Paul Willis. And he initially was, was able to meet the demand of the company. He would send, I think, like 50 pigs a week to them. And over the course of time, word got out. The flavor of the meat, the reputation, the the, the reputation for the way the animals are cared for, the reputation of how we are as a company supporting farmer farmers, how we as a company are sus- supporting sustainability with On The Farms, and how we as a company are supporting communities and community development within the farming communities this reputation has grown and built the uh, built the demand. And a lot of the consumers that buy this really like that. They feel like they are helping the individual farmers within the Nyman system when they buy that meat. And and the, the demand just continues to go up and up and up and up and up. <laughs>
2: And so let's, I mean, obviously when it was started back then, you know, consumers maybe didn't have quite the developed tastes and preferences that they do now in 2019. You look at everything that's in this space, we have things like Nyman Ranch products, we've got organic pig products, we've got, you know, now cell-cultured meats. How does Nyman fit into that Into that consumer demand, into that changing consumer demand moving forward here over the next couple of years?
1: Well, Nyman, Nyman is, you know, like all companies, it's it's, it's a company that's evolving and changing, and it's it's its focus and its emphasis. I mean, we have never deviated away from our goal of having the finest tasting meat in the world, and we continue to work on that. We we select heritage breeds, which grow a little bit slower than mainstream breeds of pork, but they have phenomenal flavor, from phenomenal meat quality. Because at the end of the day, we want the Nyman Ranch meat to be an eating experience like no other. But Nyman has put more and more of its emphasis on the welfare of the animals. You know, we live in a time when, when bigger is better and uh, more widgets you can shove in a box, the better off you're, you're going. And Nyman has bought the system and gone just the other way. We're all about the space requirements. We're all about the welfare. We're all about the interaction of the animals. We at Lyman, like a uh, the, the, like pig to be a pig, if you will. But we have also put our uh, money where our mouth is, if you will, in terms of our farmers. Nyman has done an excellent job of protecting the, both the integrity of the brand but also protecting the integrity of the folks that are raising the pigs for them. Nyman has said, look, every time you buy one of our products, you're not only buying the finest tasting meat in the world, you're not only buying something that was raised as humanely as it can be raised, but you're also helping a family farmer stay on the land.
2: And let's talk about some of those family farmers because that's the other really interesting thing I think about Ryman Ranch is you offer such a very specific niche market and you're able to allow some of those family farms that maybe could have, could have or would have gone out of business. Usually you allow them an opportunity to diversify their operations when you look across the, uh, when you look across the, the scheme of, of Nyman Ranch producers, are, are all of them producing solely for Nyman Ranch? Do a lot of them have a lot of other irons in the fire, so to speak?
1: Irons in the fire is an excellent place to put it. I, I like that um, in agriculture today we've kind of tended to shift more towards a monoculture where we concentrate on one thing, maybe corn or soybeans or whatnot, but the unique thing about the Nyman Ranch system, they allow the farmers to continue to be independent and they don't have to just grow pork. A lot of them will actually grow the corn and the soybeans that they feed to the pigs, but a lot of them will also have other livestock enterprises on the farm. And uh, you know, There will be a cow-calf operation, there may be goats there, there may be sheep, there may be chickens, um, Nyman Ranch... Does not force them or tie their hands down to one specific thing. And the, and the nice thing about the Nyman Ranch system, um, it enables the farmers to, to do more than just one thing because a lot of the systems in the commodity pork production today is so labor and capital intensive that you can't hardly commit to anything other than that. But within the Nyman system, the way that the input costs can be kept and managed, you're able to do many, more, many of those other enterprises.
2: So explain to me, Ron, from your experience, what, does the, what is the process like? If I decide maybe I'd like to try raising Nyman Ranch hogs on my farm, maybe even just you know a small herd size, how does one go about getting started with that?
1: Well, first and foremost, give me a shout. Uh, Nyman has got about a, a dozen uh, what they call field agents, and those are folks that work specifically with farmers, and those are folks that help specifically help folks decide if this is the kind of thing for them, if this is the right fit for them. Uh, they're all well-trained, and they know and understand that the ins and outs and what works and doesn't work. We do a phenomenal amount of educating uh, folks that want to do this. We want to make sure that it works before you go down that road. And, and the last thing any of us want is about a year from now to say, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. I, I wish I hadn't done that. But it's very simple. You reach out to Nyman. You'll come in contact with a field agent, and they will sit down with you. And, and like, in my situation, I, I, I ask the folks that I visit, with, I just, Where do, what, what do you see in your mind, Guy? What do you want out of this? Do you want to be able to stay on the land? Do you want to have something that your family can be involved in? Or do you want to have something that you feel you can help and better the community with? And and from that, then you build the foundation for what you want and what you expect out of them as Naiman Ranch Farmers.
2: and and, you know that sounds great and a lot of producers have that mindset they want to be environmental stewards they want to continue to make sure their operation is able to pass down to the next generation but you know at the end of the day part of it too is the financial side of it walk me through the premiums or maybe some of the success stories that you've seen on Nyman Ranch can a producer expect to make a significant premium higher than what the market value is for lean hogs or how does that premium get factored in
1: well, let me explain it to you from the beginning. Initially, Nyman was, as I understand it, a cost-plus system. In other words, if you went to raise, or if you wanted to raise pigs for Nyman Ranch, we would pay you a premium over the commodity of the conventional market. And that was pretty much how it went from the beginning. But then, in you know, when corn prices started to creep up and creep up, and when corn went to 7 and $8, all of a sudden real realized They said, You know what? The commodity market is not keeping up with this. We want to keep these farmers on the land, and we want to keep them sustainable, we want to keep them profitable. So they completely threw out the cost plus system in terms of the commodity price plus a premium. And they said, Look, corn costs this much to grow, that's uh, slower meal costs this much to grow, fuel in the tractor, bedding costs this, so we are no longer gonna pay based off of what the commodity market is. We are gonna pay what your actual costs are, and then we want to put some money back in your pocket. The amount of money they put back into a producer's pocket depends on a number of things, and first and foremost is how good a producer he is, how good a manager he is. But but, but a case in point, uh, if you would compare the commodity market prices of even last year to the Nyman prices, there's about $60 difference between the two pigs.
2: 60
1: 60 Six,
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, that I think that speaks very loudly for itself. Then, Ron, um, before I let you go, we've covered a lot of, of information here. If we've got any listeners that want more information, or maybe just want to have a conversation about what that would be like to start on their own operation, where should they head for more information?
1: They can either they can reach out. Nyman has a website. Or they can – don't be afraid to give me a shot. They can have my phone number. You can give them my phone number. I don't care. 712 789 I would be glad to visit with anybody and or everybody about the benefits of Nyman.
2: All right, Ron. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Have a good day.
0: All right. Well, great discussion there, Delaney. And I tell you what, we've got great discussions almost, almost every day here on the Ag News Daily podcast. So if you are a listener and you have missed some of our discussions, check us out on the website. Go to AgnewsDaily.com, take you to our new home, the Global Ag Network, or visit us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter. Just search for Ag News Daily and on Instagram. And uh, we will be on all those spots. And without further ado, Delaney How, what do you say? Should we let the people go?
2: Let's let them go.